but the vaccine took my immune system and just shook it around again. And that's still going on. So, and that's, then I read, you know, a lot of the evidence that I had been reading about with people that were having adverse reaction. That was on the list, was, you know, uh, damaged the immune system. Oh, God, no. I lost the use of my hands uh, for about three weeks. So I thought I was um, in real trouble. Uh, and that's about that point. I just, uh, I was invited by Robin Minotti to talk about it because, it, and it was easy um, to say yes because I, I, I realized that, that I may, I'm definitely, by then I realized I wasn't the only one that was suffering. And that, you know, that, that's my experience from having had the second jab. Um, and, but now I've stopped watching TV. One of the cartoons was a, a little drawing of a, a guy interviewing two Quakers and saying, how come none of your community has got COVID? And they said, well, we don't watch TV. <laughs> it, it's so true, man. There's so much of the sickness is, is in, in our heads now. And I, I, I experience it. When you get caught in the trap, well, can you believe what your heart tells you is right? Or is it, go, is it going against the, the narrative? Can I talk to, about how I feel to my family? And it's, uh, it doesn't get riskier than that. When I made that little statement, I was pleased to see that it went around without too much flack. I did get some flack from the people I least wanted to get flack from that. My, fe my fear about vaccination is what will it do to my children? Part of the reason, maybe the biggest part of the reason why I'm talking here, here today with you. Right? trying to do a smooth intro but eric clapped him okay yeah huh. he's worried about what the vaccine will do to his children right should have shut the window I, that would poor have been taste Pat. poor <laughs> taste it's a long way to go for a pretty bad joke <laughs> but that's never stopped you no it hasn't so I was mean, he saying how... that there's a direct correlation between people who watch tv and people who are diagnosed with covid yeah they were quakers uh, yeah, they don't have TV, so they don't know what coronavirus is. Interesting. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of diseases people don't know about. They still die from them. <laughs> right. uh, week three. Yeah. Can you believe it? I can't. <laughs> I think you can. can. I, I, no, I can't. I'm shocked. Um, yeah, I'm shocked as well. Week three. Why tip? Season two. Season two. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, if you told me we'd have 52 episodes in like, 14 months i would be like no that's never happening one of us would have lost interest <laughs> but no it's happening uh week three is upon us mm -hmm. y tip i was on uh, facebook today and uh i tried to the intro it was fine it might need a little editing but that was a big yawn yeah okay uh there was <laughs> let me just uh real quick go to my facebook because this was really funny Scott, you'll like this. Um, I can't see that being true. So I go to my Facebook memories. So it's loading. Make sure we're recording. This is from nine years ago. My brother goes to me, where can I hear Y-Tip episode four? <laughs> and then you go, 
even he's horrified by this one. That's that's all it is. And then my brother goes, think if we refer to it as Y-Tip, he'll change the name. And I'm like, that's pretty That's pretty funny that he wrote that nine years ago. Huh. And yet, here we are. I know. Here we are in a basement with actual legitimate recording equipment. Um, my brother just texted me. <sighs> I can't respond to him. But yeah, so Emily, what are we talking about this week? It is an extravaganza. Uh, we are talking about... In the Heights, mm-hmm. new movie, some controversy around that. I love it. I'm, I'm happy. The chickens are coming home to roost. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all white. They're just white chickens coming home to roost. Joy Oladikin mm-hmm. and her new album. You know what? I feel bad for her that she got stuck in this week's episode. Why? Because she she deserves better. We can give her better. Yeah. Uh, I'm, we're going to try our darndest. And that was recommended by my sister. Should I quote Pat? When we first got here, Please saying do. that he hated everything we have to talk about tonight. <laughs> don't say, I don't want Joy to know about it. She she deserves better. Better than you, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. That's true. Um, and then speaking of Tim, he's back to talk Loki mm-hmm. and the MCU. So it's not Loki? It's not Loki. Okay. Nope. And, and I watched all of these things, and I listened to all of them. <laughs> I love when and you bring Trump back. Your, your Trump statement. <laughs> well, I did watch, I watched In the Heights, mm-hmm. Washington, I, I don't remember the name. Um, we're not going to get into it now, Yep. but I watched it. You're itching to though, which is good. I watched like most of Loki. Both the second episode? No, just the first All one. All right. And wow, talk about not for me. <laughs> I mean, good gravy. It's a show. That's the only thing I haven't, I was thinking today driving home from work. Mm-hmm. That like, there is a Venn diagram, and where the three of us are in it, I'm floating away right now. I'm just going way out. Like I'm a little bubble. You guys, you're still maintaining. You're still connecting. I'm way out. I'm, I'm in Prince Edward Island. I'm you in- knew this would happen though, and you said you want to pepper the conversation with your trademark humor. I believe that's a direct I- quote. <laughs> Say so- it one more time. <laughs> Pepper the conversation with your trademark humor. I like that because you could say that like, what does he do? Well, he peppers the conversation (laughs) with his trademark humor. (laughs) And then it's very sad, very unfortunate to know that I do have trademarked humor. Like that makes me sick. Yeah, well, if you look at the pads, you feel even worse. (laughs) Uh, My brother says, it'll be fresh. He wants to know what it's going to be like when he joins. I said, it's going to be a fresh start. Spelled a lot of things wrong, but um, yeah, this week was. I, I think that I challenged myself mm-hmm. with In the Heights, and we won't get into it yet. Um, I did not challenge myself with Loki. I will let you know how I thought about it. Okay, but okay, that was a Zoom notification, not a big deal. Um, the music, I will talk about it. I guess <laughs> I but, hope so. It's yeah. a fucking music podcast. <laughs> it is a music podcast. Um. Da, 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 da. Taylor Swift re-records the album Red. Speaking of music. What does that mean to you, Scott? Well, we know she's doing this. She's mm-hmm. re-recording all her own music so she can sell it under her. Or she'll have the... The publishing the, rights? Yeah. I don't know. She's she's taking it back for herself. I like that. Which, you know, great, go for it. But mm-hmm. if she's re-recording this, I think I saw her message and she said there's going to be 30 tracks, including a 10-minute song. I don't like a 10-minute song. Let's not go crazy there, Taylor. Yeah, and like the the Swifties were blowing up on this on Instagram, and I was like, 
I thought it was a new record. I didn't realize it was Red. And I don't even know what Red is. So, like, it was very strange. Red was a country album, right? I have no idea. This is this is not my knowledge base. Well. You're the resident Taylor Swift expert. We need your input on these. 18. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that we'll have to talk about it. We'll have to listen to it. And yeah. I think this will be unique because we listened to the last two records where we had no frame of reference. But this right. will be, we're like kind of doing this like time machine style where we already know the latest stuff and then we're going back in time to listen to the the classics and it's being re-recorded. Is any other podcast doing this? Just careful how much time... The, the Ringer did exactly... Time did travel a whole stuff, Taylor you say. Swift. Okay. We don't want the TVA busting in here, do <laughs> Oh, okay. Yep, I, I literally just watched it, so... <laughs> did you see that The Ringer did a whole Taylor Swift album by album thing that started after we had started doing our Taylor Swift stuff? I did not. Yeah. Well, that's just... We're influencers. We are. What else can you say? <laughs> not much. Bill Simmons just stealing again. Well, I also think that... I was thinking about The Ringer today because I after uh, the... Uh, the 76ers blew that big lead the other night. I was trying to find like the best written stuff about it the next morning. And the ringer was my go-to. But like the way that they do sports, then they like pivot to pop culture, it doesn't work for me at all. Like, I'm sorry. But it's been the Bill Simmons model for I know, but, like, 25 it, years. Who gives a shit? Like, no, I want sports. It, it's very boring. I don't it's like very that. boring. And it's very... Nobody's asking for pop culture to be dissected like that. In the moment. Now... Nostalgia-wise, it might be interesting to be like, hey, in 2021, we were all about Loki. And what did that say about how we wanted to revisit liberal America in 2017 or something like that? Today's media landscape is the fastest comps possible, and they do- It does not work for me. They do pop culture comps. Sorry. It was like, it, it's like embarrassing to see- It's a caricature their sports of what stuff, he did. Their Just... sports stuff is so well-written. It's very good. But then when they're, they're like- review like the mc universe and they try to do like the best whatever like it just does not work for me you're a hard man to please this week well not really but like something big in sports happens like the 76ers blow that lead i want to see something written that's going to be kind of the way the ring of rights those writers it's very like Listen, buddy, we subscribe to The Athletic. We but they didn't have Defector. anything. They didn't have anything the next morning. No? Because the editing process for The Athletic, I'm sure, is a little more stringent than The Ringer. Definitely. So, like, The Ringer will have something quick and easy the next morning that might have been, you know, approved at 2 a.m. The Athletic's going to be a little more stats-based slash, you know, a little more thoughtful. The Athletic's great for baseball. It's great for Premier League. But basketball, it's kind of lacking a little bit. Hmm. I spend money on it, and I don't read it that often. I read it every day. Their football stuff is great. Yeah. The real football. <laughs> so, I don't know. I dig it. All right. Why don't we take a quick break? Okay. And then we'll get Tim on to discuss Loki. Is Tim ready? Yeah, he's ready. All right. I'll let him in the room, and uh, we'll be back. All right, we're back from a quick break. Who do we got joining us right now? Fan favorite. It's true. The only person I think that anyone actually likes <laughs> on this podcast. I think that's true. Um, whenever whenever he's on, they ask, when's he coming back? Or yep. why are you still on it? More Tim talk. More Tim talk. Tim, what's going on? 
I, I, please don't give this segment a title. Or even <laughs> Tim Talk. A segment, I guess, now that I've done that. <laughs> Tim's Tiny yes, Talk. Yes, Tim Talk. Uh, where are you broadcasting from right now? You look like you're in a log cabin. Um, I am in uh, Freedom, New Hampshire. Okay. You coming in Celebrating the, uh, the, new, the new Independence Day. We're not touching we're, that. We're on Juneteenth Eve. <laughs> uh, it's 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 calendar calendar Juneteenth uh, for for the federal holiday. So, well, no, I'm up here. Uh, I'm up in Freedom at a friend's place. Uh, which friend? We are. I'm spending the weekend. Uh, one of the many Eric's that I. <laughs> okay, <roll with. laughs> that was going to be my guess, Eric. Yeah, Eric. Well, Tim that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I like them. I have I have a few friends named Eric. So you know, our dad didn't have to work today, right? I didn't know that because it, it got approved last guessed. night. Right. So that, I thought that was kind of crazy. Usually, it's like five Surprise years from are. now we'll actually recognize the ending of slavery, but no, they did it the next day, which is very shocking. <laughs> but the reason why em- Tim- Emily is itching <laughs> to correct you, <laughs> I am. I'm she- going to just hold back. No, I'm sorry, but we have Tim <laughs> on to discuss another MCU property. Uh, we had him on for WandaVision, mm-hmm. which it's not about me. It wasn't my favorite thing ever. He did enjoy it, though. Don't let him fool you. I enjoyed it in a way that if I was in prison and there was nothing else to watch, I would enjoy it. <laughs> like I would enjoy other things in prison. <laughs> but, I was going to say, God. it sounds like you enjoyed it more than me, but now no. that doesn't, that doesn't <laughs> So... Do you guys want to give like a little background on what Loki is? Because I certainly can't. <laughs> Tim, you want to go um, for it? Yeah, I mean, uh, so Loki is one of the characters that comes from the Thor movies, but he also ends up being one of the primary antagonists in the at least the first Avengers movie. Um, but he plays like a kind of a comic relief to thor as a straight man and then a lot of the other avengers um he gets up to shenanigans he embraces the god of mischief nomer that he has yes right he does uh, say that in the first episode he goes i'm the god of play up the norse mythology origins of the of the characters and usually he is the foil um and a lot of the in a lot of the movies, he usually ends up getting his come up in. So, I guess in this version of Loki's story, we're maybe going to see him take on more of a a hero role. But well, Loki it also has sounds a, like he's still the foil, his own <laughs> his own foil. Sense. He has an interesting yeah. character arc where he does redeem himself throughout the course of the movies. But the show picks up with him at the end of 2012 at the end of that first Avengers movie. So right. Loki hasn't had all of that redemption yet. That I did notice that, by the way. Good job. Just throwing it out there. So, Patrick, <laughs> did you ever watch Endgame? Unfortunately, I did. Okay, so do you... So <laughs> I do remember the whole desert scene. I remember it all. Well, the quick spoiler warning for Endgame is Loki, when they're doing the time heist, picks up a misplaced Tesseract and just disappears okay. with it. Yes, I remember that. Okay, and so then that's where we're picking up from. Because yeah. in Infinity War, he got murdered by Thanos. Thanos right in the beginning. Okay. Yep. So that's so where Pat, we are. Did you watch the first episode of the show? I watched three quarters of it. 
and I was lost. Okay. I was confused. I was mostly unhappy, and I wanted my mom <laughs> because I just – I don't – one thing that bugs me with this – the way they like weave out the tones of these shows is like – so now we're doing comedy with these characters that have never really shown like an inclination for broad comedy. Because Loki the, has though. I get that he has, but like to just go into it like this, it just leaves me asking like, th- they're asking a lot of the actor. Who's the actor? Tom Hiddleston. They are I don't asking. Th- I don't think. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Pat. I just think they're asking an awful lot of this guy to like, I, I it just blows my mind. They're like, all right, you're in these movies that are kind of serious and you're like the comic relief. Now, the entire project is not serious and then he is also the comic relief. It's just crazy that they like get these movie stars to act in television shows that are, I guess, masquerading as movies? Like, what's going on here? It is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy. And you're kind of actually on point with some of those thoughts. Yeah, I mean... But he... He is serious and he is comic relief. Like he, yeah, he does I mean, both roles. The, the guy can act. Uh, yeah, no he, one's disputing this. But like, what is the tone to me is very hard to understand. And this is someone who does. Did you see? Did you see Thor the Ragnarok? third Thor movie Ragnarok? Yes, I did. Do you understand? Like the I. I'm, Maybe I'm way off, but are not is that not the tone of the show? I don't think it is to me. Ragnarok it's weird. It's it's like this weird sci-fi kind of turns you on your head. Nothing you've ever seen before. Lots of neon lights and uh, bizarre characters. Well, uh, and a lot of comic relief in the way that the story is handled. Well, I, I, I don't think, know. I feel like they're very tonally. Like, you, you right make a great you make a great point, but Ragnarok was very Takiti Wati. Is that my saying his name right? No. Now? Okay. How do you like, uh, Taika Waititi. Yeah. Taika Waititi. Good God. <laughs> I mean, I guess you took me a while, Pat. So but I like, can sympathize with you. That is that like Ragnarok was a snapshot of that guy's style. I don't know whose style we're watching in Loki. He is like Tim. You're, the point you're making is like very, she, the director, like very accurate. She, like but the guy wrote the show, but, yeah. Cole Ragnarok, Waldron or something. Ragnarok is very different than this. Ragnarok was like they stuck to that same tone for ninety minutes. No, more than ninety uh, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, no I, 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 okay, are you saying that? Minutes. Do you think that that Loki, the first episode of Loki, doesn't really? know what its tone is and it I, I don't around, think or? I think that they're still figuring it out in a way that like WandaVision right. was figuring it out it just I, I'm just I'm stunned I think they have it figured out you just don't have it figured out what they're trying to present to you yet what's the audience for this people like, who like MCU people who like comic books but also and well Tim I, th- people that this like is comic- not this is not unfamiliar to a comic book like, reader pop pulp comic books like it's just crazy to me that like now there's a show on disney plus where <laughs> they're like it's amazing that wandavision made it to air it is it's amazing that this but makes these it to things air. like make money they are in the zeitgeist they're very popular but also yeah, i think it speaks a lot to how much disney trusts the creative teams that they have behind them because it does they don't feel like disney pro- uh, products i think it kind of falcon winter soldier felt the most Disney of all the things they've put out, but even that 
is uh I, regardless, like they don't, they do not feel like Disney properties. Even the movies don't really feel like Disney properties. I, I don't think. No, I would but agree with you. Yeah. Kevin Feige just he's doing whatever he wants, and everyone loves him. Yeah. Well, I also think that this kind of, you know, what are you worried about, Pat? What are you well, afraid of? He does not, seem concerned, doesn't he? <laughs> well, I think that okay, it's amazing. Okay. From a creative aspect, it's cool that Disney is taking these chances. But the little piggies are going to eat no matter what. The fans <laughs> will slop it all up. It doesn't really matter. So why not take a chance then but and do the, something different? Well, these are the things that run through my head. I mean, what's the difference? To get some positive press? No, because they're trying to take this stuff in a different direction. Because yeah. they just did the same thing. They're just trying to goad Pat into canceling his Disney <laughs> But <laughs> who does... They just did the same thing for 22 movies, okay? It's mm-hmm. a little, or 25. It's a ton of movies. Let them branch out a little bit. Why are you holding them back? <laughs> because I'm just catching up. I mean, I'm too stupid to understand a lot of this superhero stuff. Are these, is, this, uh, is Loki like a comic book plot line that's being turned into a television show? So Loki... I mean, the Thor comics have been around as long as like Spider-Man. And Loki has always been a character in those stories. So. Okay. Right. I mean, he's he's established. Yeah. Sure. And even the um, even some of the 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 dressings of the show are established in comic books that were have been around for decades. Like the the time travel and the temporal variance authority, these are not new to to Marvel. Okay. Uh. <laughs> no, you're, you're, I just tell like I don't know where to go. Like yeah. this, uh, right, let's, this conversation right, we, seems a bit deflated. We've like, took all the air out of the room. Fears right? enough yeah. for now. <laughs> no, I, Tim. I, let's uh, get to the actual episode. What, what did you think? Did you watch both or just the pilot? Um, so I watched both, but I think I need to watch the, the second one again because I was Not admittedly right. distracted while I was watching it. I feel I was bad a little for too you. Impatient. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um. <laughs> Well, Pat only saw most of the pilot, so we can uh, we <laughs> well, can focus let's on do, that episode. Let's, let's stop for a second. Let's do, a, like, Emily, you start with how you felt about the pilot. We'll do a little roundtable. Okay. Um, just to kind of backtrack a little bit. So, like I said before, Loki is a character who everyone grew to love in mm-hmm. the MCU. He's this villain that you love to hate, and then he has a great uh, redemption story. So, I actually had heard on a podcast that um, Taika was interviewed, and he was talking about Ragnarok, and he said that he had to keep, like, sort of tamping Tom Hiddleston and Loki down because Loki kept stealing the show from Thor. The actor or the character? The character. Because he was just more interesting and more charismatic than Thor. I agree with that. Yeah. And so what this person on the podcast was saying was they were thinking that people love Loki, so they brought him back in this alternate timeline and now he has his own show away and separate from Thor so that they're not like competing for And then that might work space. as his like anti hero. Like he can yeah. kinda play it both ways a little bit. Sort of like a breaking bad thing. Exactly. Right? Is he good or is he bad? Well exactly. you didn't make it to the end of the episode. No, why would I? Well <laughs> <laughs> So at the end of the episode you find out that the variant they're chasing is another Loki. Yeah, well, they kinda alluded to that in the beginning because it was that little fatso Loki. 
that the, that's not definitely Loki. Yet. But like, it could I be. mean, it was it to me just watching. It, I'm like, that's a little fat. So Loki, it definitely could. Be. I saw myself in that Loki. I was like, <laughs> could I could be Loki? But so to but to what you were saying, now he gets to be both villain or his character gets to be both villain and hero. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Emily, that's all we really want, right? From our right. Marvel guys, you really want to root. You want to watch the anti-hero. <laughs> you do, as people who are flawed and who have both qualities of good yeah, and bad. You want to see that represented on screen. And that's us. And that's us. Yeah, we're just gods of mischief ourselves. You more than but anyone. In, in general, <laughs> with Marvel, it's good or bad. There's very few people that have right. a gray mm-hmm. area. So right. that's why Loki is such a valuable property, person, character property let's go with Pro- that. i like that because it's juneteenth <laughs> yeah. why not anyway you asked me what i thought about the pilot i really enjoyed it i thought yeah. it was aesthetically beautiful mm-hmm. i liked that um the time variance exists in this reality that we don't really understand so there's no like sunlight scott i know you complained about how dark the episodes were but i think that works because they don't want to like pigeonhole it into any one time they want to make it as ambiguous as possible um i think they achieved that i think the music's great I, I didn't even notice the music. The score. It's it's not really I anything. like the score. It's yeah. it's it's weird. I don't think it's anything new, but it Who does it? Uh, I don't know. I forgot to look that up, but it's very synthy. Tim, you used to be the score guy. Uh yeah, I didn't I didn't look for this one. Sorry. Tim always was into the scores failed. as a kid. Good. It's a thing that it's easy to overlook and Yeah. It's it, probably Hans Zimmer or something like that, right? It's not. It's uh, it's some TV person. I, it's no one Mark Mothersbaugh from Rugrats? No. Na- Natalie Holt? Natalie Holt. I can't think. be right. Holty happens. <laughs> okay. Well, shout out to Tom. I could be wrong, but that's the first th- well, result uh, that okay. came back. Like, yeah, I mean, they're setting a scene, and we're, we're trying to get into that world. Mm-hmm. I can't quite get there, but Scott, you gave your thoughts on the pilot? I, I really liked it as well. I, I was just happy to be with these guys owen wilson and tom hiddleston really work well together what's, what's owen wilson's character's name mobius what's his last name he's just mobius, mobius. 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 mobius yeah he's a creation of the the tva the three lizard people as loki likes to keep uh, calling them i mean come on <laughs> cut me some slack here good god i'm gonna pick a Werner herzog documentary for the next time we do this podcast are you okay yeah please it, do man versus machine that's i think i like pun- the uh Oh, go ahead, Pat. No, please. you go ahead, because I'm just <laughs> on a... Stepped on your joke, I'm on, nope. No, I'm on one of my pat, patented Pat's rants. But, Tim, you go ahead. I was going to further comment on the uh, Loki, Tom Hiddleston, and Owen Wilson's characters. There was... You know, uh, Owen Wilson kind of takes on the Loki personality in that relationship, and, that we, and Hiddleston is more of the straight man Thor. So you still get that fun... What I really like about the Thor movies is the the interaction, the dialogue, and like the quippiness between Thor and Loki mm-hmm. is always super, super fun. Yeah. And we're getting that, but with uh, with Loki and Mobius instead. And you're not sacrificing um, any actors either. You're getting an A-lister. Right. Then you said like they've given these guys a ton to do, and they really are, because you look at the amount of exposition that they're oh, yeah. jamming in. And it's a ton because you're setting up this whole world. You're setting up the rules. You're setting up all the stuff that's going to have to follow. You're given these keywords like nexus and sacred timeline and all the stuff that you know is going to come back. Well, it, and but you get Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson to do it, and it 
it's funny and it kind of sticks with you a little bit yeah, if you're no, paying attention. It, okay, well, listen, that's a direct <laughs> shot. So, can we bring up a point from last week's podcast that I want to talk to Tim about? Sure. We were talking about an actor who would never do a oh, Marvel yeah. movie. Tim, did you listen to last week's oh, episode? I okay, I I started, but I didn't I didn't finish it. Right, it was just too long. I agree with out. you. Edit that out. Yeah. Oh, so you love the entire thing. That's great. So remember that bit about an actor who would never do a Marvel movie or a DC movie? No, totally forgettable okay. bit. So we were talking about an actor who would never do a Marvel or DC movie. And my jumping off point was Leonardo DiCaprio. It was just MCU. You didn't bring up DC. <laughs> if you're not doing MCU, you ain't doing DC. You don't think Leo could do a, a Batman? I, I I don't want him to. No, you don't want to see Leo take on the Joker. Yeah. They they say to Leo, hey, can you go down on Batwoman? Did you hear that this week, that controversy? No, I didn't. Of course I did. Okay. She didn't hear about it? Tim, did you hear about it? I don't know what you're talking about. So Justin what? Halpern, the person who created the Harley Quinn series for HBO Max... Okay. Yep. He was giving an interview and he was talking about how they give him all this freedom to do whatever they want. He's like, but I don't have complete freedom because he had a scene where he had Batman going down on Catwoman and they wouldn't let him do it. And he's like, why not? He's like, if Harley was doing it, you'd be fine with it. And he's like, they, their answer to him was very MCU related. And they said, that's not what heroes do. So... <laughs> The uh, the DC people do not believe that heroes perform cunnilingus. <laughs> and, uh, That's ridiculous. And then to cap it all off, um, Snyder tweeted a picture just of Batman inside Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was all a lot. It's very much worth reading up on because it's all pretty funny, and there's been many many memes. Yeah, I think. I, d- I definitely feel like I need to do more research well, uh, the, uh, in prep before the no, show. Like, no, don't worry about it. The The best thing I saw was that Val Kilmer was tweeting. Did you see this? No. There's a, a gif or a gif from uh, what movie was Val Kilmer in? Batman. Batman Forever. So there was a gif of him talking. He goes, he said like, what do you think? And it was a gif from the movie where, where he says, I'll bring the wine to... I forget it was Batwoman or whatever. So it was like a funny little joke, but yeah, I don't know. Tim, do you have thoughts on an actor who would refuse to be in a Marvel movie? Uh, I my head jumped to Jim Carrey when he already did. I no, first he did started DC. thinking of ideas. Yeah, but you didn't. That wasn't the question last week. But he was the yeah. Writer. When you said yeah. went into a Marvel movie, and also Jim Carrey. I, uh, first, are we ta- are we really counting the Schumacher? Yes, we Batman are. Batman movies. Well, I mean, that can be your answer for. I want to change it to a superhero movie. Okay. DC or Marvel. So Tim, actor who wouldn't do DC or Marvel. Going to do any DC or Marvel superhero movie. Um, I mean, Anthony Hopkins is done. I, it. I, Kenneth Branagh. I think DiCaprio is a good. Do you think? Do you think Brad Pitt would do a? He already did. We talked about this last week. He had a quick Daredevil cameo. Deadpool. Deadpool. Sorry. He got electrocuted. And Deadpool too. Sorry, you're talking okay. to the superhero master right now. <laughs> I, I'm, this was all covered on last week's. And then, uh, and then like up. cameos count. 
So yeah, Neos count. It, yeah. So like, yeah, like so it Matt does. Damon counts. I could see DiCaprio doing his stupid cameo. That's in what one Scott of these and movies. I said too. Exactly. I think well, we there's have to, no one off limits. But Emily, we have to hang our hats on that he won't do it. And when he does, <laughs> he'll let us down. Daniel Day Lewis, he's my only hope. <laughs> he's retired. We, this is like for rehab. <laughs> we should do better. Like, Retirement like, does count now. These rules Tim, this, Tim, this, this game is like very like, difficult uh, to understand. Like a live best of where we do our bits <laughs> best of live. Like on Bennington they've done that before where they do a best of episode but it's live. I can't. <laughs> All is right. this better than the original or just as good? This is pretty funny. <laughs> Back uh, to Loki. I have a couple questions for you, Tim. Do the timekeepers oh actually tri- exist? Do the time say that again? Do the timekeepers actually exist? Do we know? Are they a known entity in this world or is there still the possibility that they don't actually exist? Good question. I would assume that they do, but the show hasn't told us that they're. And Owen Wilson's never Loki's met them. Mobius some... has never met them. Yeah. And then his boss, maybe. Oh, do you think the the, the, the three the, the three, three god timekeepers yeah. are they? Uh, I. I did hear that one of them might actually be another villain that's rumored for other. MCU projects What's that are his in name? the works, but Kane. Kane, yeah, Kane's the the hot topic right now. Kane Kang. So Kang, yeah, I don't know. I think they're saying that he's going to show up in the Ant Man Wasp movie. Oh, okay. Or a sequel. Hmm. Well, yeah, they have Which, all these multi universe and timeline traveling movies coming up, so they can do a whole ton of setup yes. here in the show. Yeah. What is it, uh, Ant Man? And um, Quantum Doctor Quantum Mania is the name of the new Ant Man and Wasp movie. And then Doctor Strange is multiverses, multiverse of madness. So Mania and Madness. Yeah. Which I getting. think they actually said those words, both of them, inside the first two episodes already. Yeah, Miss Minutes, who was wonderful. I loved that little animation. Did you like that, Pat? Miss Minutes. I liked it, but it was so early on. I'm like, what the heck is going on? The animation reminded me of. I used to watch a lot of uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman when I was a little kid. Yeah. And it was like that exact style, so I really liked that. It reminded me of like, me and Tim used to watch a lot of David the Gnome. Ah. Uh. Tim? Yeah, uh, not a lot of, uh, yeah, it was on. That red hat. <laughs> I remember the red hat. I was and the hoping box. you would at least have a reaction as opposed to dead silence. I think that was a Nickelodeon <laughs> show that it was. Couldn't af- we couldn't afford that in my family. Oh, so. I'm so terrible <laughs> about that. Um, that character shows up in the second episode, and it has like a personality that Loki interacts with yeah. for a moment. Yeah, and we, it has a different kind of quality to the animation. It's more like that uh, old Disney Steamboat Willie yeah. uh, style animation, which it was really cool. Again, it, at a time, kind of where does this take place? All I love that setting in the. You mentioned that there's no daylight, but there's also like this weird juxtaposition of all this technology. Like they have typewriters at their desks, and they also have like monitors from the 80s. And right, you can't really the the set that the decade is very oblique and uh, yeah, the whole aesthetic is very early 70s with the elevators and everything on the walls. Yeah, the 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 green like the, the green and orange colors mm-hmm. are. Right. I have that definitely have that 70s vibe. Yes, and the mustache, Owen Thank Wilson's you. iconic mustache. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? He wears it well. He does. I thought it was a good look. He does. Not everyone can pull that off. Mm-hmm. No. 
So, Pat, you're out for the last five episodes, huh? I will not be watching any more Loki. I apologize. Are we only getting six? I believe it's six, yeah. yeah. But they're, you know, an hour. I mean, Tim. 50 minutes. You heard what else I had to watch this week. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well, Tim, I appreciate you coming on talking Loki because I feel like we're going to have to kind of talk about this weekly. No, we could probably wrap it up at the end of the season. But we want Tim to be on. Because everyone actually likes him, as opposed to me. Who <laughs> yeah, well, hate. we're a third of the way through, so there's four more episodes to go. Mm-hmm. And we're not just going to sit here and listen to you bitch about it the whole time, yeah, did, every I did goddamn not bitch week. About it. Well, what do, we, a, what do we have in our Vanilla Sky talk? Oh, that's right. That's a good question. We can do that soon. You know what? We You won't be here next weekend, but I think that'd be a good one for next Sky weekend. Sky has to be here for Vanilla Sky. Okay. I've seen it more than any of you. Yeah, and it's one of his favorite movies. Yeah. And it's a Tim request, and because we don't pay cash, he gets to pick. <laughs> yeah, a couple, um, couple weeks. We'll couple do it weeks. soon. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to stop doing cash. it. Yeah. Well, come on. Uh, so, Freedom <laughs> like New Hampshire. Drop your cash <laughs> app into the chat. <laughs> I'm flush right now. I just sold a condo. So, we're doing pretty well. Uh, so, Freedom New Hampshire, what's the closest town that I would actually know to you right now? North Conway. Oh, okay. You're pretty far up then. Yeah, pretty close to the main border. Um, any breweries around you? Uh, Tuckerman's, okay. Bob's, Moat. Okay, those aren't bad. Uh, the the Tam the Tamworth Distillery, uh, the Ossipee Sap House. And okay, Meadery. is this off the top of your head? Yep, he's right. looking at the Look Yelp at right now. Well, that's a classic McDonough trope. No, where I've the breweries. Com- are. I've been coming up to this this area, New Hampshire, for over a decade now. So nice. Well, enjoy come yourself. Come up here like once or twice a year. Yeah, that's why you don't feel bad about. I know that's why you feel. That's why you don't feel bad about skyping in to talk Loki on a Friday. No. Yeah, we appreciate you taking the time from your vacation. Thank you very much for bringing some levity and knowledge to the podcast, which I cannot provide. (laughs) Well, I, I, I feel I felt very unprepared this go around. So did I. Uh, I mean, especially, I didn't expect the topic to get so eviscerated before we even got into it. It, it so. did not. We did ten minutes where we were just kind of talking about it. it <laughs> nothing was eviscerated. Everything's whole right now. I don't know that Disney Plus is going to be able to survive the subscription loss after. It's <laughs> a good question. Podcast. All right, Tim. Thanks for joining us. We will talk to you. Good to see you, Thanks Tim. For having me. We're playing Until a really time. creepy song to, to get you out of here, but all right, man. Thank bye, you. Bye. Tim. All right. Bye bye. All right. We'll take another break and then we'll be back. In fact, we made a pack, but now I think it's over. I'm red and white, but he sipped on cage soda. Fuck that's Coca Cola. It's TV Sports, the Olympics. This is a Scott request. There's not too many. No. Was this song stuck in your craw? Uh, a little bit of the Joy Aladdin album made me think. Okay. I had some similarities I can see here. That now that you pointed out. Well, 
So then I listen to the song and God, it's so good. Well, this is a great song. Yeah. You got to come on up. You got to never really blew up no i kind of wanted them to i think they did they got they to had a moment yeah they, they hit their hit their ceiling i did not mean to stop it i think they well she she released a solo album yeah yeah they they got there okay good i hope so but i think we could just do like a music podcast where we just like talk about songs <laughs> and then play them because i love <laughs> dude i love living in this what? space right now Maybe we should play more like kind of chill music as opposed to Eric Clapton. And his <laughs> that is all you. <laughs> yeah. Every intro. I was so happy. I thought of that like three days ago, and I don't. It, I didn't pull it off like I wanted to, but we'll fix it in post. <laughs> you uh, you went for it. All two and a half minutes uh, of it. What are you gonna do? Thanks, Tim, for uh, calling in and yep. giving us, you know, the background on the. Uh, the MCU, and I, I think that what I took away from talking with him about the show Loki was that they're trying to capture the vibe of the comics in a TV show. There's somebody there that is a fan of the comics, and they're saying, we're going to make this show into a comic. Am I wrong? You're just the most simple person in the world right now. I, I, That's well, been the goal since day one with yeah, John but, Favreau 20 years ago. Well, I... I yeah, breaking news. <laughs> somebody at Marvel likes, likes comics. <laughs> no, somebody at Disney likes comics. Good God. <laughs> wow. Speaking of Disney Plus, we got some news. We did get some news. So, months ago, we talked about Peter uh, years Jackson ago. and his Beatles documentary, Get Back. It was going to be released in theaters in August. Yesterday, oh, happy birthday, Paul McCartney. It's his yes, birthday today, absolutely. by the way. Yesterday, it was announced that it's now going to be a documentary miniseries streaming on Disney Plus in November. And they dropped a trailer, right? They dropped the trailer, I think. A I while did back. not watch the trailer. Did they drop a new one? I don't know. I didn't watch any of them. Well, this brace is, yourself, this is, my friend, because <laughs> yeah. you're going to. I will, you know what? I will have my revenge for all this Marvel <laughs> fucking Lin Manuel Miranda bullshit fucking. This Kevin, how do you say his name? Fiag? Feige. Feige. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fiag. Fucking tee it up. I, come on. Let me swing that club. No. Nope. Your favorite <laughs> car or Fiag? Um, yeah. So, Scott, are you ready for this? Uh, we'll get there in November, apparently. That's right. I'm not going to have much choice. I I've already started the, the playlist for Scott's Beatles songs that he has to listen to. Well, you started that eight months ago. I know. If we're still doing this podcast in this basement in November, that is... Uh, we, we'll have to... We have to do something with a live audience. We get Sarah to fly out here, <laughs> Tim to be here. Sarah is coming out here, but in October. Well, you know what? We'll do that then. No, we the, can't. It's not going to be released. We'll do a different no, thing. No, but we'll do a different thing. The she podcast, doesn't like the Beatles either, so. <laughs> That's another Sarah, revelation. come on, anytime. <laughs> that would be great, though, a live podcast at, like, it would a be bar. It would, I could make it happen. You're just full of hubris tonight, aren't you? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, but like, tonight. <laughs> That would be fun, though, broadcasting live from a bar. It would be fun. Yeah. So that's the big Disney Plus news. I'm excited. 
I'm excited for you, Scott. You're going to have a lot of stuff to enjoy. Uh-huh. There is no reality where like Scott does not get into the be- the Beatles. He does it just to spite us. That's the reality. There's been so much shit done. Let's find somebody else. See. But they they made all the shit. They wrote the <laughs> uh. shit. <laughs> we'll get to it with the doc. Uh, I just think you would really like In the November. Beatles. Uh-huh. All right. So that's the Disney Plus news. We're we're covering all of our Disney Plus sponsorship tonight. Well, We've got it all. Okay. We talked about Taylor Swift re-recording Red. Mm-hmm. Snooze fest. <laughs> um. Oh, I did have one other thing I wanted to talk about. So sure. Hit me. Last week, we talked about Roxy Music. Mm-hmm. So we somehow reverted back to our smash or trash rating system, which I thought <laughs> I nixed because I feel bad trashing someone's art just because it's not for me. So I'm going to say, why don't we go with hit or miss? And that way, it's like, if it's a miss, it's just... Swing and a miss. It just—they <laughs> swung and they missed us. I know it's not quite want, as quippy. It's a very about, pleasant, nice rating system. Off the top of your head, think of a better one. Five seconds. Five, four. How about hug or bug? <laughs> we hug it or we bug it. You just want to see who has the best rhyme scheme. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to smash the art. I know so many people that love. Avalon by Roxy Music. It's it's not fair. Yeah, and I'm trying to be less wishy-washy and more like determined with things. And so I, I was really missed that. I was doing <laughs> really hard wanna. answers last week, and it's yeah. just, just not my style. So I don't like trashing people. And Brian Ferry, he's done a lot. Well, he's also a bad guy, but he's a he's a fucking dick. Yeah, but he could help us in the future, so we have to be nice to him. Help us how? Plug the podcast in some way. <laughs> After we trashed his album, could you imagine have that making that kind of difference on somebody? <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah. All, All right, right, Emily. Maybe we'll uh, swing or miss this week. Okay. All right. Uh, you want to talk about <laughs> in the heights? Let's go for it. In the heights, Scott. Give me the background. Director, writer, who wrote the music, uh, where it was filmed, it's why a lot they of made background. it. I mean, I assume it was filmed in New York, but it could have been in Atlanta. I have no idea. Uh, in the Toronto, Heights was Canada. Lynn Manuel Miranda's first major musical. That is correct. So it put him on the map. Uh, was it John Chu? Mm-hmm. Is the director who what else also did he directed direct? Crazy Rich Asians? Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, and it's a musical about Washington Heights. All right. Um, so <laughs> I watched it. You did. I, I, I didn't think you were going to make it through it. So we'll, it's a long one. Well, I texted you, and, and I was also minutes. I was giving I was trying to get myself the out of. Do I really have to do this? Well, let me tell you. So you texted us, and all you said was two hours and twenty three minutes. Good God, or something like that, and no context. And I thought that you were listening to last week's episode of this podcast, <laughs> and I was That's like, insane. Yeah, it is. Yeah, same question. <laughs> Why? Who is this for? <laughs> right. Uh, other questions people have when they listen too light-skinned that's what people are thinking when they hear our podcast uh so i watched it you're not a musical guy you don't like musicals as a movie genre i have so many complex thoughts on my experience watching this can you articulate any of them i don't know if i can and we're at 48 minutes right now as a podcast that is the shortest one we've ever done that's good we need to tighten it up but also i think that we're being really good at getting our like thoughts out because we're actually taking breaks. Especially when we take si- asides like this to talk about how good we're doing. Yeah. That really speeds <laughs> yes. the podcast along. So I will let you in on a couple little 
like, do you want me to talk about it first? Yeah, you, yeah, go. Okay, go for first it. things first. I did not know that this was Lin Manuel Miranda's first thing. Okay. If I had known, I would have even had a worse opinion on it going in. <laughs> but you um, knew he was involved. I just all I thought was that he wrote the music. I didn't know he okay. wrote the entire. He, did he write the screenplay? He co-wrote the screenplay okay. and he wrote the Broadway. Play. All right. So if I had known that, I would have been like, okay, this is going to be extra stupid, <laughs> extra shitty. But also, um, Anthony Ramos, who mm-hmm. plays the star, I think he is excellent. Yes. I loved him in Hamilton. I loved him in She's Gotta Have It, the uh, Netflix reboot of the Spike Lee movie, which was – it's a, it, Spike Lee directed the reboot show. He played the Spike Lee character. The kid can act. The kid can – I don't know if he sings. Does he sing all his own parts? Yeah. He's got charisma. But also, he's playing the part Lin-Manuel Miranda played on Broadway. Is he? I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't so look that was that. the part Lin-Manuel, Mar- Lin-Manuel Miranda played that part on Broadway. Yep. I cannot see Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel <laughs> Miranda. I can't see Lin playing that part. Why? I just can't. I think Lin stinks. I know. I you've told don't us like this him at all. And I will say, I, I don't know if he needed to be in this. Like I know it's just kind of fun for everybody and it's an easy way to get more people into it, but it felt a little bit like shoving himself into the movie. I don't think it, one person it, saw it because he was in it. Like there was no, no it would have been because was, he wrote it. Yeah. yeah. There was no need. But also, you would throw yourself in your own thing. Probably. So I, I get it, but yeah. I think it you know, give give somebody else a chance. It yeah. was like kind of comic relief. Piranesi I liked his little whatever. role that he was in. But. He had a little gut. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um so I mean having a gut is not funny, but he was yeah, look his, at me. <laughs> his role was Look at Scott. Scott's got a gut now. Little, it's coming come along. On. Every episode I have to talk to you about body shaming and how we, we don't we're have to go there. We're embracing the gut. Yeah, we're embracing the gut. You're saying it's funny he has a gut. Yeah, it's yeah. Laugh, they did to laugh it for at. comic relief and the why they give him a gut in the movie then? I don't know. I I didn't notice the gut to be honest with you. So It was comic relief. Okay. I think it was. I think that I have no recollection of any of the music. It did not stick with me. I can't remember any of the songs. But also, it was not in that Hamilton rap style, which was just very repetitive to me when I watched Hamilton. It wasn't the same cadence. He has a, a specific cadence that he did, uses. So you're with saying his... it wasn't the same cadence? Yeah. I think it was just different enough to like not be annoying to me. See, there were certain songs that I heard in, in the Heights where I was picturing the Hamilton... Um, music like mm-hmm. a lot of it was very similar to me i felt the opposite but kind of i still liked it seemed like a dry run yeah for the songs that would later become some of the hamilton I hits i don't agree with that and there was all. like direct lines too like um you, well just to be clear patrick has watched hamilton once how many times you watched it three times four, three or four. Oh my god well that's your own fucking problem. like when nina shows up to billy is that the guy who works for her father his name i don't remember Jimmy the Smith? names yeah i think billy is the kid that okay. works for him um, he says, it's good to see your face. And that's like a direct line from Hamilton between uh, Alexander and Angelica. So there were like little lines like that that yeah. were word for word the same too. Well, I will sum up my experience. And I still want to talk more about it. But like mm-hmm. it reminded me of a thing I would have watched in school that I would have maybe said to my friends or I might have said like out loud, like this is stupid, but I would have looked at Scott and been like, "This isn't that bad." 
<laughs> like this is this is pretty good. Like the direction was great. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, and all the dance, the big dance numbers are all pretty well done. Yeah. Like they <laughs> listen. I've never been to Washington Heights, but like it seemed like they kind of did a really good job of like painting that actual picture. Yeah. It it seemed pretty. I dug it. Like I didn't hate the movie. I liked it a lot more than Hamilton. I'm surprised you liked it at all. I I'm, truly am. I'm a bit shocked. I mean, I dug it. I, I, I think Anthony Ramos was really good. Yeah. Um, I liked his name. I liked the little, the way he got his name. I thought that was cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good, that was yeah. smart. It was way too fucking long. I don't know where they get off <laughs> doing something that long. Yeah. Cut half an hour, like fully. Yeah. What cut would you 90 cut, minutes. Well, yeah. they ha- because when you do a musical, you have to have like exposition with just dialogue and then the songs aren't getting cut. Like they're the songs are not getting cut. The Abuelita song, I didn't like that one. Abuela, I, yeah, I knew I was wrong on there. Uh, her song, I know they're just setting it up because she's gonna die, and that's Spoiler. her little Spoiler you know, alert. come to Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it too, but, though, because it showed it gave more of the like immigrant experience of her time, you know, yeah. what it was like. I like that part. I think that Anthony Ramos should get nominated for like an Oscar. He might. This he, is a weird time to release a movie if, to get nominated for stuff. But he so is. That's going to go against I, him. I can't take my eyes off him. I think he's really good. You should watch at least one episode of She's Got to Have It on Netflix. Okay. Because he is just like completely different. And he's completely different in Hamilton as well. He plays two characters in Hamilton. Yeah. You know me. I'm the world's biggest Hamilton fan. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just crazy that he plays two characters in Hamilton. And, you know. Yeah. He's a great actor. Ooh. Getting physical. Emily, did you have any uh, specific thoughts? No, I really enjoyed it. I did not, I am embarrassed to admit, pick up on all the controversy that's now surrounding it, um, which just goes to show my white bias that yeah, I was me too. watching, you know. Well, the this, controversy is lens, but. mostly because during the Obama years. No, just stop. <laughs> well, like, well, like Lynn Manuel was trying to be this sort of like beacon for, you know. The, Obama has nothing to do with Well, no, like, I mean, do you remember when he did Hamilton and he pointed out Mike Pence? During yeah. The, so, like, it's it just kind of like this encyclical, encyclical thing where the liberal media will go after you no matter what. Like, they will get you. Yeah, but this wasn't the liberal media. This was a portion of the Latinx community who felt like they weren't represented in the film that was touting itself as an all-inclusive film for that community and they're saying that washington heights is a lot it's very black and darker than just the yeah. white facing i don't know what the lighter well, skinned the lighter skin white passing we, we don't have to get into it but like lin-manuel should not have apologized for anything what the fuck he was making a movie like it's not no but if he thinks he's making one type of movie that's including these people and then he right. finds out that all these people are pissed because they don't see anybody that looks like them yeah then they think he's full of shit. So we that, can't understand he, it. But his apology was very, like, pandering to everyone. I disagree with that. Yeah, I don't think okay. it was. We've had some pretty bad apologies in the past two and three years. Three of them are from me <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs> and a lot of them are pandering and, and bad. But I, mean, like, I don't think his was. I think it was genuine. Emily, think of it this way. and we'll, We can drop it after this. Is that yeah. Did you see anything wrong with the representation in the movie? No, but I'm not of that community. So I'm not going to speak for these people and... But some some of the people asking for the apology are not part of that community either. 
Well, I this is why I'm saying I'm embarrassed yeah. that I didn't realize that it was lacking in that way. So, I guess the bottom line here is that we're all canceled. Right. Which stinks. Because we because love of In the Heights, we got canceled. We had a good run. <laughs> we had yeah. a good run. Um, we'll be back in November for the Beatles reboot. And then after true. that, back in the ground we go. Um, do you want to take a quick break? I think we're good on the breaks. All right. Do so you, you want to get... One? you good? No, we're, we're good. We're good. Okay. Um, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun movie. I liked all the little magical realism elements. I liked the music. They were pretty good. Dancing yeah. on the side of the building. That was fun. Looked pretty cool. Yeah. I think it, the direction was great. I love the set design. Yeah. I thought that they did a lot with very little as far as what Washington Heights is. I've been to Washington Heights. I know what it's like there. Didn't he just say five minutes ago he's never been to no, Washington this Heights? No, this is, I'm not, this is the real me now. I've been <laughs> to Washington Heights. Um, Who was speaking before? <laughs> so, like, Manny Ramirez is from Washington Heights. Was there any references to, like, Manny Ramirez? I don't remember. No, they wouldn't. No. That would have been. Be. There should be. That'd be pretty cool. Maybe. But if you're one of the 0.01 percent that knows that, who are they looking to impress? I here? thought they could have went in on the Dominican culture. But whatever, <laughs> not a big deal. All right. So there's a song in In the Heights called mm-hmm. Ninety Six Thousand, and it's all about the winning lottery ticket, and the winner gets ninety six thousand dollars. And the lyrics reference Frodo and the Shire. Now, the artist that we're discussing tonight, Joy Oladikin, the first song she ever wrote, and I put this in the doc, was a Lord of the Rings song all about Aragorn. So I thought that was a really unique like, tie-in for these two that, media that, that we're talking about. That definitely is a unique tie-in. Um, do you want me to play a little bit of that song? She, I tried to find it. I couldn't. She was like, I think, 13 when she wrote it. So it was the first song she ever wrote as a child. Like she got her guitar and sat down. Before she learned how okay. to play anyone else's music, she wrote this Lord of the Rings song. That's pretty cool to think of her like reading Lord of the Rings and being like, I'm going to write about this like mystical place. Yeah, I think she said the movies were really popular at the time. So that's mm-hmm. like she was going to see them and and was really into that. So. How old is she? 22? 20, <laughs> I think she said older? she was 13 when the movies were popular. I could have that wrong. So... I, I figured I pegged her like five to eight years younger than us. Okay. So like close to 30, I think. She's probably one of the most, like, she's not the most popular artist we ever, like, listened to. No. She's pretty, like. I think she will be, though. I think. You think so? This recommendation from your sister, I think she. I know. I, I don't even know where my sister heard of her. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, NPR has featured her a lot. That is probably it. Okay. So, are we done within the heights? We're done. That was my segue into the... So, it's a pretty good have, segue. We have to do like a smash or trash, or the new scale. What do you want to call it? For In the Heights? Yeah. We never do it for movies, do we? we, we I want to start now. All right. Um, I was hoping we could do hit or miss. Okay, we'll do hit or miss. Um, I say it's a hit. Scott? For me. It's a, it's a slight miss for me. I will say it's a hit for me. Wow. I just thought that without the music, it's still very watchable. It is a decent plot. I thought that they did a very layered thing. Like every character you're still interested in without the songs. I thought I, I, I liked it. I thought the direction was really good. The scenery was good. It was too long as a musical, but I was like, I'd still watch it if there was no music. I'm I'm surprised. You're you can still surprise us. The, Anthony Ramos is really you good. Just love him, which is fine. Yeah. And, <laughs> He's great. You know, 
the uh he's great do you think he'll be a star well would he star in an mcu movie oh good question wow oh my god right up my alley <laughs> um that's a good question i would say that you know if you put a thousand monkeys in a room they'll eventually write shakespeare so didn't know where that was going time is infinite right. so i think tony ramos will be in an mcu movie. time is infinite as we've learned on loki so yeah in our lifetime will we see tony ramos in an mcu i think so i think so Maybe. I don't know. The Eternals has a whole bunch of people of color. In it. I think The Eternals is going to be really bad. I'm really concerned about it. It could be. It's been delayed for like almost two years. Well, there was a slight pandemic. <laughs> Still, I did not. The trailer was... Did you see the trailer? Did we talk yes. about this? I don't know if we talked about it, I but know. I did it see was It was like they took some real writer vibes. It did and they made a rider. trailer out of it. it like, come vibes. on. Yeah. And the writer is a brilliant movie that it's like... Is it good? Yes. Is it great? No. It wasn't a quarter so it's of a brilliant, billion but it's not dollar great. MCU movie. I, I just think The Rider is like a good movie that they just kind of tested out some stuff. But like The Eternals was all exposition and they like great. Yeah, they, no, they didn't give you anything about what the movie is. Or, so Which I is don't know. not a good sign. Not usually. But we'll see. Got to give Chloe a chance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That should be the name of our podcast. Give Chloe a chance. <laughs> that could be a after a colon, I'm, I'm into it. Okay. All right. Um, Joy, Ola, Ola de Kungo, how I, do you say it? I think it's Ola Dokken. Okay, Joy Ola Dokken. Did you look up, like, her background? Um, yeah, a little bit. So she grew up, I think, in Arizona. Okay. Or New Mexico. I think Arizona. Um, uh, Nigerian-American. Mm-hmm. She from what she says, was not allowed to watch TV during the week. Same as me. And so on the weekends, she would watch like her dad's old taped concert videos. Nope, so, we can get deeper. Her parents would either let the kids go pick a movie or he, you could scour the, mu- the music okay. videos that he had. Got it. And since those were longer, they went with those instead. Just Where as did a pure, you guys find this interview? Value play. I read this on her website. I read like four interviews with her. Wow, yeah. good for you. Um, so yeah, so she got really into Peter Gabriel, which I did hear influences of him in her stuff. Hmm. Um, Joni Mitchell, I think was another one she mentioned. There were a few others, but yeah, so started playing guitar when she was 13, I think. Okay. Because she saw Tracy Chapman. Wow. Yeah, she really liked Tracy Chapman. And somebody wanted a fast car. That she, she had never seen someone that she could identify with. And Fast car, on stage playing guitar sings. Fast Cars from like 1987. Like that's a really old song. Yeah, I don't know at, at what point. It might have been an old taped concert. I don't know that she saw, but that was the impetus for her. Now, up when we listen to music for the podcast, we listen to like a band like Rock's music and we're like, this is this sucks. We don't really dig it. Mm-hmm. We would never say that about an up and coming artist who, to be clear, I would. Yeah. I wouldn't. But I really like this a lot. Oh, this is, I mean, this is impressive. Yeah. I mean, this was, I thought it's it was. very emotional. Yeah. And also, it was kind of like, made me think about like country music nowadays. Mm-hmm. This kind of had like a little bit of a country vibe. Yeah, folk. Yeah. And I was well, like. So after Arizona, she went out to LA to mm-hmm. start trying to play music, join the scene. And. For a while, she was playing guitar for her church was that before or after arizona or during i don't know probably during so she was playing for her church 
I think for six years as a paid musician. But six years? At it's crazy. some point discovered her own sexuality and realized that she was gay and realized that the church was not welcoming for that. Was it so Baptist? She, I don't know. So she left the church at that mm-hmm. point. She was kind of abandoning that because she felt not welcome. But So out in L.A. she started doing her music. Okay. And she was mostly, I think, just kind of working by herself. Like She had some connections. But in 2017, Ciara and Russell Wilson introduced, Jesus their, Christ. introduced their daughter in a social media video. I had no idea. And they used one of her songs, and she wasn't even signed. And after that, they had the music uploaded I can hear that to a too. licensing service. And the new licensing service with prescription songs sent her to Nashville. And as soon as she got to Nashville, she just felt right at home. And then that's where the country stuff starts to bleed in. Yeah. Well... I mean, I, I did not know that, but, like, I did pick up on the country aspect of it. You did, yep. So, I guess I'm, like, a musical genius. So, before we sat down to record, and I already mentioned this, you said you didn't like this music. <laughs> it's, so, like... It's just not for you. Okay, off mic, this is not something I would ever listen to. Okay. But, like, the talent, I respect. Got it. I mean, it's 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 very evident. The songs are really polished. Yeah. I too feel, polished. I feel like I've heard half of them somewhere else before. Yeah. I mean, there's and no co-writers listed that like I'm familiar with, but... She ended up uh, in Nashville hooking up with a lot of different artists Yeah, I'm sure there's like there. song they, doctors. They just... No, even just different artists. People like country artists I've never heard of. Um, but they, they just work together. They'd spend... Smoke a little weed. Hang out. Okay. Write some songs together. We should yeah. make that our podcast now. Smoke a little weed, make a podcast. <laughs> Emily the, is not going to Yeah, I've never had that. an edible in my entire life, but I'm, I'm thinking about having it soon. All right. Baby's first edible. <laughs> no, I, I feel bad now thinking that, like, yeah, we did three things this week that, like, I don't like. Mm-hmm. But that's the truth. We did three things that, like, are not what, for me. What don't you like? What, what's, what's not for you? How is this... You think this is significantly different than Haim, who you love? Um, great question, and I will backtrack a little bit. I do. <laughs> it's tough. Um, like what? What's the I difference? I think it's a little too polished, and I think Haim is kind of a little more raw. I don't know about raw, but I would say they're a little more varied in their sound. This is a little overproduced for me, and like. She's trying to become... She's trying to make it. Like, you have to be overproduced. Hmm. You think so, huh? Like, this could have been good as an What's acoustic... Overpro- it's very... It's mostly pretty simple. What's overproduced? Just, like, the drums. There's, like, backbeats that are just sort of... Yeah, I don't know. You bring up production quality a lot, and I feel like I'm not smart enough for it. I, I don't... Well, if you're not, then I'm fucking definitely I don't, not. I just don't notice that, unless it's, like, glaringly obvious. I'm rooting for her. Did you have any favorite tracks on the album? Um, I did like... I thought the second half of the album was a lot stronger than the first half. I agree. I I thought the last track was really good, Jordan. actually opposite that on you. Really? Yeah. I really like that. That's someone that I used to be. See, I like layered... Like, uh... I, I I like this track a lot. Which one's this? It's called Jordan. It's the last track. Okay. We'll play it a little bit. They drown me in the Jordan. 
When they tried to wash me clean They got the stains out But now it's too damn hard to breathe They told me he's a good lord As they tied the shackles to my feet I mean, come on. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's fucking great. So you want it gruffer and rougher and dirty. I think that, oh my God, like you're backing me in the corner right now, but like you make an album, you're in Nashville, whatever the fuck she was, you have to overproduce a certain amount of it to try to get famous, but then you can leave a track like this where, I mean, this is a great song. This is a really good song. Yeah. I'm not faulting her for overproducing certain aspects of the album, but it, it, those parts aren't for me. It's just not for you. Hmm. No. Okay. One of my I'm favorites was uh, Look No, I don't. I just don't always know what you mean that, by yeah, from overproduction. Either. Yeah. So my favorite track was "Sorry Isn't Good Enough," which I feel like is definitely going to be one of your overproduced songs. Well, let's listen to it. Track three. Well, this reminds me of like somebody, somebody that, that I used, used to, to know, know by yep. Gautier. Exactly. So like, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever talk about this? No, I, that I had the same thought though for this song. Started with your lips. It's so similar. I leaned in for All right, so that's what I, I couldn't put my finger on these yeah. things. Do you know the song we're talking about? Yes, okay. I do now. But I couldn't I differentiate it. But it's a good song still. The talent's there. I, I I would never want to be like a person that is a maker or a breaker. Play Look Up. That was my sure my contender for my favorite. But like this chorus, this is a this monster. Is good. Yeah. The build up is great. Yeah. What'd she say? Fuck you. Something. I don't know. Like. Twisted games, I think. Fuck you in my... In your twisted games. Which, when I first heard it, I thought it was Twitch. Fuck you in your Twitch stream. (laughs) But then I listened a little more closely. What song did you want to hear? Look Up, track 12. I like that. I did like that one. Yeah. Probably the most upbeat song on the album. We could have gotten her on the show if we wanted to, by the way. No, we couldn't have. Absolutely. Again, the hubris coming from you tonight I can get anyone on any show. 5,500 Twitter followers. I could have gotten everyone in Top Chef ever up. on She's at Lollapalooza and Bonnaroo, I think. Is year. she a pitchfork at best? No. This is, reminds me of something else that I can't play. It's, I felt like that on the whole album. I don't know what, what I'm... Uh, but in a good way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Did you talk to your sister at all? No, never. <laughs> no, she's she's in the real estate. She did not. She lost the house that she put a bid on. Right. She got the home inspection and she declined. They wouldn't acquiesce to her demand. So she wasn't in a place to be questioned about I, this. I'm not going to ask her about yeah. it. She just texted me a couple hours ago and said, I put a new bid on a house. And I'm like, okay. this is not. this is the market for a seller like me. 
So I don't have enough time to really listen to lyrics as much as I'd like, but yeah. reading all the interviews with her, each song has a pretty good story associated with it. Yeah. Um, she's really personal, and mm-hmm. it, it's not just generic pop stuff. She, no, she's it's not just definitely, you know, this is a little unique for what we're been, we've been doing. I mean, she's. I think she's really great. It's just... She got she got a bad week. She got a bad luck of the draw as far as why tip is concerned. Just your for end. Me. Yeah, for, just your for, end. Just my end, yeah. yeah. And it is your podcast, so I guess. No, I'm going to be <laughs> handing the mantle over to you. It's going to be your podcast. Okay. Um, I thought you were going to say Tim. No, Tim is way too busy hiking. <laughs> All right, well, hit or miss, boys. Look at you. I'm going to say hit. No, you're a liar, though. <laughs> Obviously, I want her to be good, yeah, but she didn't know. like it. That's fine. I really liked it, and uh, I'm going to keep listening to it. I agree with Scott. So thanks to Brienne for the recommendation. Cool. Yeah. Well, keep them coming, folks. So I'm going to kind of get a little bit off topic. So I, I used to work at Legal Seafood, mm-hmm. the restaurant, and uh, I worked with this kid. His name was Ryan Garvey. What, what, what if you opened up a place called Illegal Seafood? <laughs> so every time that. We worked with a lot of like people that weren't licensed, like illegal immigrants. So every time the cops would drive by, I would point at them and go, "Illegal seafood," and it was a fun little bit. And then I'm Trump sure, got elected, and it sure was they not all fun. loved it. Yeah. They loved it. So, um, so I worked with this kid. His name is Ryan Garvey. I will send him this podcast. We still talk. He's a big NBA fan. So when I put up my Lamelo jersey, he was all flipping out. But Ryan is a very talented guitar player, and he played with this. Uh, person i mentioned last week her name is anjimali mm-hmm. and she is a musician she Didn't is you a, say they use they them pronouns they use they them pronouns okay. and uh she is super talented so they are super talented they are super talented and i've never met their the, i've never met they yeah but ryan played guitar in her band so he would always be like <laughs> ryan play guitar in their band their band got it and I'd be like, oh, that's great. And then I actually listened, and I'm like, this person is super talented. So I follow, follow them on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking we'd listen to their record next week. Okay. And Scott won't be here next week. Scott will not be here. Where will you be, Scott? I'll be in California, Lipstick City. <laughs> Unbelievable that's catching on. <laughs> so I'm going to play a song from Anjimali okay. that I really dig. And I want you guys to listen to it just to get like your reactions. Um, so you're playing it now to talk about it next week when you're going to listen to the whole album. I want you guys to hear it because I'm, Scott, you're not going to be able to give your review to it. But okay, let's hear it now. Okay, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. This All is right. Goodbye. I live in my own I live in my paper The absence becomes me A reticent specter you do as you're told oh, oh, oh happiness isn't your goal 
I'm not just a boy, I'm a man I'm not just a man, I'm a god I'm not just a god, I'm a maker No country for crazy 